0: Welcome back, everybody, to another amazing episode of For the Love of Money, and one that I am so excited about today because I get to sit down with the number one real estate agent in all of Los Angeles, Tammy Pardee. Now, not only is she the number one real estate agent in all of LA, but her company, her brokerage is the number one brokerage on the entire West Side that has sold over $2 billion. That's over $2 billion with a B over $2 billion worth of real estate since 2005. Now, not only is she at the top of her real estate game, but she's also the mother of four kids. And so we have this excellent conversation about how she's not only built her empire at work, but also at home and how she manages to balance it all. She was also diagnosed with MS. And we talk about how that became the springboard for all of her success, the springboard for the company and the results that she has now. And you have to hear about the incredible foundation that she has started helping homeless women gain the skill sets necessary to start thriving. And finally, you're going to love the story about how at just 12 years old, she had her aha moment that made her the amazing giver that she is today. So sit down, listen up, because this episode is full of amazing breakthrough moments that are going to rock your world. All right, Tammy, thank you so much for being on. I'm really excited to ask you a bunch of questions today.
1: Great. Thanks, Chris. I'm excited to be here.
0: No problem. So, um, let's start by getting to know you a little bit and you know, let's talk about before you became this incredible businesswoman that you are today. Um, I read that you grew up working on farms and construction sites and you learned a lot of your work ethic there. What can you tell us about your upbringing that's had an effect on your success today?
1: You know, when I was when I was growing up, my mom my mom really truly taught me how to work. So, um, you know, she before I got to go out with any of my friends, she would have a list. And when we were talking a list, it wasn't an eight and a half by eleven; it was literally like five feet long of you know washing the cars, cleaning all the rooms, the side of the house. Um, You know, when I grew when I was little, very little we we were poor and then my mom married somebody really wealthy and he had a lot of help and so when they got married she decided that he didn't need any more help because we would become the help Wow. so we literally would just I mean he had 16 cars and before we got to go out on Saturday we had to clean every one of his cars so it was um I mean at the time obviously my friend my friends actually called me Cinderella that was my (laughs) nickname (laughs) I I was always cleaning something or doing something and And, you know, my mom was very meticulous and would do the white glove test and the whole thing. So I definitely learned to work and I learned, you know, we would, we would sometimes on some chores, she would pay us a little bit, like a dollar an hour.
0: Um,
1: so I just, I learned the value of money and I learned what it took to get things done. And I also learned, um, just how to work hard and, and, and that I could really do anything, um, with that. So
0: go mom. That's awesome. (laughs) And
1: my dad, I have to say my dad, my natural dad, um, always had all these things he would say to us, like when the going gets tough, Cammie gets going, or he'd always like have all these little nuances that he would over and over and over again say to us, and he'd make us memorize poems, and, and so mentally he prepared us, and I think my mom almost physically prepared me. For, for business.
0: So. That's incredible. I mean, what, what a beneficial yeah. upbringing you had in, in that way.
1: So one <laughs> yes. of the publications difficult at the time,
0: yes, <laughs> yes. I'm, at the time, it's not fun. Now looking back, you're probably yeah. like, thank God.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's like the little blessings that you never thought you had.
0: <laughs> so one of the publications I found had the best subtitle ever for you. And it said, Tammy Pardee is the mother of four who drives a minivan has MS, oh, and also dominates LA's booming residential market. I freaking (laughs) loved that subtitle of the article when I found it. It was the perfect description ever. (laughs) So I've got to ask, where did this drive for insane success come from?
1: You know, to be honest with you, because of being raised poor, you know, and and then being raised in this kind of wealthy world, one thing I wanted to do, and this might sound funny, is is that I always wanted to make it on my own. I didn't want to have to marry money or be with somebody because of the wrong reasons or any of that. And so, to be honest with you, I was just like, I want to be successful in my own right so I can make my own decisions, period. And that I can help people when I when I do have money because that was always like really important to me too. So I just I you know I it's I'm not really about money. I mean I do I drive a minivan. You know I, I it's more about The comfort of knowing that everything will be okay and that I control my own destiny is truly what I wanted to do and still to this day do.
0: I love that. What a strong drive. So, did you kind of always know that it would turn out this way or did you always want this level of success or were there times that you weren't quite sure and it just turned out this way?
1: You know, I, I still don't think of myself as like this uber successful person, I just don't think of myself like that way. It's funny because I'll go places and people will be like, you're Tammy Pardee. And I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> you know, it just feels funny. It just it's like, yeah, I am. That's me. Um, I, you know, I have to say I was never driven by the money, but I was driven by helping people. Like I feel like in in homes, like I feel like I'm a life changer for people. So connecting with them. And I think if it's organic and you're doing it, not for the money, but actually to help people and to get them into You know, in the houses they want, or get them out, or, or you know, they're going through divorces or deaths. So there's so many things that happens in that realm of the sanctuary of the home, that when I was, that's all I thought about. And then it was like, that's what people really want you to think about when you're selling their houses or when you're helping them. That's the most important thing to them, you know. So honoring the home and honoring my people, it just, it just kind of organically happened, actually.
0: I love that. I couldn't agree more that when you concentrate on serving others and just helping them get what they need, the money is really just a side effect, isn't it?
1: Right. It is exactly. Exactly. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but um, you know, and then you can take the money once you when you when you realize you actually you're making money and you can help people. So that's it's always been kind of like I'm like, "Oh, this is so cool because now I can have a voice and actually help other people that are Less fortunate than you know my clients and myself, so it's been, I mean, it's like it's beautiful. Actually, it's been a beautiful journey. Yeah, and, you, sure. and you've
0: done that in a big way. I'm going to ask you about those things in a couple of minutes. First, I've got to yeah. bring up another thing I read. This is pretty cool because you you were, you were yeah. referencing before um, little sayings mm-hmm. that your father would say to you growing up, and I found one yeah. that your grandfather had said to you, and that was if you take care of your farm, your farm will take care of you. And and this kind of became this this profound way of how you run your business. Can you share more about that with us?
1: Yeah, I mean, my my grandfather, my, his name's Papa, actually. We call him Papa. He was a simple, beautiful man, it's simple. And I'll never forget when he said that. I was like, that is so profound because to me, my farm is I have a lot of farms to be honest with you I have my work family which is a farm so I take really good care of them and they take care, good care of me and then they take good care of my clients as well right so it just kind of goes on and on It shows if you show up and you're loving and kind and, and good to people they're going to reflect that so everything's a mirror right so if you show up a certain way people are going to get that vibe and they're going to start being that way so I think it's really important and I I take really you know, all of my employees are really I mean literally we call it I call it a work family. It's not my employees or my this, it's my work family. And um, and people that are with you and that are loyal because that you treat them like that are gonna be fabulous with your clients too. So it all you know, it all goes out. Like my my little farm and my other farms is all taking care of them and then they actually take care of me and allow me to do what I want to do as well, which is, you know, doing my charity stuff and do, you know, working and, and being, I mean, they allow me to actually be with my kids. I have four kids. So to run a big business like this, I have a, a, an incredible, incredible um, work family that help me, help me through everything and, and really take care of the business while I'm, you know, hang, being with my kids too growing up, so. I love
0: First. that. Do you think that's what's kind of set you and your team apart from all the other real estate teams in Los Angeles? Because, I mean, this is one of the most competitive cities in the world for real estate, and here you are sitting at the top. Is there something specific you did with your work family that has really set you guys apart?
1: Yeah. Um, we're not in competition with each other like every other brokerage. So every other brokerage, you know, we, I don't I don't know if you know this, but I don't run it like a typical brokerage where there's a bunch of independent contractors all jockeying for the same business. So mine is an employee-based company. So everybody's working on the same team for the client, right? So they're not trying to sell a house to make rent. They, you know, they're getting paid like vice presidents of companies, the listing agents. So they're not like, oh, you have to reduce your price. You have to reduce your price. They're like, what can we do for you? How can we support you? You know, if, and we'll have honest conversations. So, um, you know, it's just I think that I think that 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 sincerity and the love of that comes through to clients, and I think that's very apparent. Um, the average, the average return clients for a regular real estate is 11%. Like that's when people come back and use the same agent and ours is 57%.
0: Whoa.
1: So yeah, we really like, honestly, we really, we love our, I mean, we, uh, you know, and we touch them, we, you know, it's not like we sell a house and they're gone. We sell their house and we're, you know, we have. We have a couple parties every year for them. We're letting them know what came on in their street. We're making sure that that relationship is an ongoing relationship. It doesn't just stop when we get our paycheck. And that's honestly, that's what happens a lot of times. And people know if, if you're in it for the money and if you're in it just to make a deal, people know that. And that's the last thing people want to do when they're buying or selling a home. They want someone to care about them. So, and we do.
0: I couldn't agree more. So this rise to the top, you know, it sounds like it's been a pretty good one, but there has to have been some wall-kicking moments along the way. Are there any that you can share with us?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, I'm in, you know, I have four offices now, well, three offices and one opening in the desert um, in a couple months. Um, You know, I, you know, I think that sometimes, you know, with real estate in general, I'm I'm in Venice, and there's been people that are like, "Oh, you're gentrifying Venice," and there's been some haters. I mean, honestly, like. Very, very, um, really pointed at me in ways like, "Oh, she's this, she's that," saying horrible things, and it's, you know, and I, I get it because the affordability factor in California in general is um, is difficult. It's really difficult as a matter of fact that's why I do the charity work that I do but you know, that's probably been the hardest thing is, is people are going oh she's gentrifying where it's like I'm selling houses I'm not gentrifying anything if I wasn't here selling them somebody else would be So that was probably my biggest challenge you know there's about five people in, in my little community that um, you know have been have been difficult you know so um, but that's I think with any growing especially the beach communities that these things happen so that's yeah. probably my biggest challenge.
0: So how would you work so. through that or how are you working through that? Because a lot of people face that same type, No, you know, whenever they rise and, and finally do what they're meant to do, that's when a lot of the quote haters start to show up. So what are you doing yeah. to work through that?
1: Well, the good news is Snapchat came in and took over the hate. So that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, focus on Snapchat. We're good. Um, and to be honest with you, it rocked me as a person because I think that when something, you know, they, I had a pro- protest at my office, Like people came in and police oh, had to come in the back with riot gear. Like it was that bad. And it scared me because it scared me because I'm, I was like, oh my God, am I keeping my work family safe? Um, and the truth is, is that I know I'm doing the right thing. I mean, I'm selling houses, anyone's going to sell them. And I know that their anger is misguided towards me, but you have to get like really solid with yourself and so I did. I've done a lot of work in the last two years, just really on who I am and what I stand for, and how I show up in the world. Um, and I think that's the most important thing: is to be good with yourself always, right? Because haters are going to hate, you know, and they're going to they're going to. If you're doing well, that always happens to entrepreneurs. It's like, oh, there's a group of ten people that don't like you because you make money. Well, you know, I'm I'm sorry. Like that's what I do. And then you also have to find the good in what you. And what you're doing, like, what is my purpose here? Because it's not just to make money. It's to also give back in certain ways. So it's, it's, you know, there's, there was a lot of that, but it was, you know, as a, as a mom with four kids, it was, it was, it was scary to yeah. be honest with you.
0: Tammy, that's, so. that's such good advice. Cause we all face it at some point if we're going to be successful. Now you brought up your four oh, yeah. kids and, and I've read about your four kids in, in the articles. And I've got to ask you, we have so many of our listeners are really successful entrepreneurial moms, like powerhouse moms. And the, the question I get the most <laughs> is, you know, how do these powerhouse moms pull it all together? How do you balance that busy family and this crazy, busy career?
1: Well, I mean, so what I do is I like I I have help at home. I do have a, I have an amazing nanny um, but with the four kids. What I what I really do is I, I get into routines that I do with them every night. So there's always so what we do is we play this called free, free tag dance party um so we put on about three songs and then we do free tag and we some of us will do it you know, be between dancing and that and just having fun with them and playing with them so it's important to keep something that's like alive and for you for just us i also um my friend this is the funniest thing so my friend gave me this was about a year ago she gave me a bottle of lavender oil and she said to me, I said, I really feel like I want to be really connected with my kids. And I feel like there's not really time. And she goes, well, at night, I want you to take this lavender oil and I want you to rub each one of your kids' feet separately for five minutes each. And I was like, I have a 13-year-old girl. I'm like, she is not going to let me rub <laughs> her feet. There is no way that is happening. And so I started with my six-year-old twin boys. And they loved it. And all of a sudden we just start talking. I'm like, well, they're like, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just rubbing your feet. I just want to sit here with you. And it's amazing because we actually just started talking. So that's our five minutes of talking each. And they literally will fight who gets to go first. So then I took it to my girls' room. I have a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old. And every night we sit there. And actually ends up to be like 20 or 30 minutes. And we end up just talking. And it's Amazing honestly amazing so i i always do that and that's really important for me to have that time with them i also um for me it's important because i i want them to realize what it takes to live in this world so they work with me so they'll come to like there's a festival that i need to go work at they'll come and they'll give away you know beach balls and sunglasses and you know they'll come to my work and do lemonade stands outside they'll go like if i have an open house that i need some two or three people at they'll have to sit the open house and you know, and I, I teach them also what it is. And I also, I have this whole thing about handshakes and looking people in the eyes and a firm handshake. So, you know, my little boys at four years old were shaking people's hands and looking them in the eyes and introducing themselves. And um, so I just kind of, I keep them involved and I mean, I just, I, I really, you know, when I, I try to pick them up from school on my own as often as I possibly can. And actually I do, I mean, probably 70% of the time I'm, always, I'm picking them up, which is great. Um and just being with them, you know, just listening, being yeah, there,
0: really. So I love it. That's it'll all. Work. Yeah, that's all such good advice, though. There, are little things like the lavender on the feet, that to to buy that t- quality time with them, those are great tips that a lot of times people don't think of. So I, I absolutely love that. And yeah, <laughs> you kind of mentioned it. You you led into my next question really well. I was going to say, growing up in a household that struggles financially, of course, has. Problems, But also, on the flip side, growing up in a mm-hmm. privileged household can present its own right. set of challenges many times. Right. And I was going to ask, right. how do you want your children to define success as they grow up? Because they're watching you be so successful.
1: I mean, to me, that's why I don't drive the fancy car and do all of that, to be honest with you. Because I also want to show them, you know, I mean, and I'm, I'm the first one to go, you know, like clothes shopping. And I love the deal. I mean, I'm... <laughs> I'm all about that, so I think it's important to a teach them to work and what it is that you're doing, right? So that's why I do bring them, bring them to work, and also my work family is very close to my home family, so that's actually a really beautiful tribe together. So there's a little bit in there, and also just talking. I think you know the biggest thing that we need to do is, is talk to them, and also like if I have a dinner party like tonight, I'm having my girls over from Life Change Warrior my girl, my daughters are going to be serving and cleaning, cleaning up the dishes at 10 and 13 for sure. Like I don't, you know, they're. and actually it's funny because my mom used to kind of force us to do that, which I'm really glad she did. And what I do is I talk to them. I'm like, listen, this is what I'm doing. And you know, this is part of what our family, this is part of your, this is your part of the family. Like, this is what we're going to, you know, how we're going to, how we're going to be. Um, and I don't, you know, buy them everything that they want. It's like, no, like they have to, you know, sometimes I'll do, I've been doing this thing called puffball, um, some puffballs with my kids. If they do something really great, they get a puffball after a jar of puffballs are filled, then they get, they either get a, um, an outing, which is usually what they choose, like a movie or we go bowling or do something together, um, you know, or they get an ice, I mean, batter and ice cream outing. So basically, you know, just, just really teaching them like the value of everything, I think is really important. Absolutely love that, and yeah. Then we're all one. Like we're all, you know, we're all in this together. So, um, and also, you know, it's fun is to teach him like how fun it is to actually find things that aren't expensive and to go on the hunt and like to get a deal and how to negotiate. Like I went to Mexico, and there's all the stuff on the beach in Mexico, and I gave them each twenty dollars for the week, and I was like. Okay, your job is to negotiate the best deals that you can with everybody because you're only getting $20. So let's see who ends up with the most stuff at the end.
0: I love that. (laughs) Those (laughs) uh, negotiating skills are going to come in handy when they grow up too. That is awesome. (laughs) Now, speaking of challenges, you were diagnosed with MS, multiple sclerosis, in 2001. What type of effect has this had on your goals in your career?
1: So, you know, what happened when I got diagnosed, actually, which was interesting, is I went uh, um, to this place called um, the Hudson Institute, which is it's called Life Forward, and it's all about planning your life. So when that happened, I realized quickly that I wanted to live my life on purpose and really truly really start on the life that I love because I could be in a wheelchair in two years. So I didn't know how that would, it was going to affect my life. What it did was really create a sense for me to live my life. Completely on purpose. So I, you know, I quickly made a plan. I decided what I want to do: have kids, you know, start a business, all of all the things. And then I worked my plan. And I do that every year. I I make a vision board every year. I work my plan. I do my kids make vision boards like they, you know, I want them to realize that they are in control of their own life and their own destiny, and that you know, making decisions and following through. You're going to say, if you want to do something, there's ten steps to get there. So let's write those down and let's accomplish those, and guess what? You're going to get to your goal. So for me, it was really, it really what it did was, it was like, okay, now I have to live my life because I might not be able to do anything in two years on purpose. It was also a driver to make money because I figured if I was in a wheelchair, I wanted to have enough money that somebody else would be taking care of me, not my, you know, not my family or my, you know, I, I wanted to make sure I was able to hire a helper if I needed to be doing that.
0: So was that a driver in your economic success then? I mean, did you see a big yeah. spike at that point?
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't, hadn't started my business when that happened. So, oh, yeah, wow. I've only been in the business for 13 years. So, yeah, oh, yeah. It was so, you a really started
0: growth. living a life on purpose. That's incredible.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it, I I think of getting diagnosed with MS as an absolute blessing, actually, because I was kind of, flam, I was floundering a bit. Like, I was like, oh, I could do this or this or this. You know, I wasn't really committed, and then I, what I realized, and and plan, like I didn't, you know, plan my vacation, I planned all these things, but I didn't plan my life, I was like, I I need to plan my life, and so I do that, and I help people do that, I mean, everyone in my company, we do life planning, like, or vision boarding, and life planning every year, like, what do you want to do, not just a business, but in all the five aspects of your life, because I think a lot of people, just for business, well, there's personal, there's relationship, there's family, there's community, and there's business.
0: That's absolutely incredible. So not only did it make you live life on purpose, but it's kind of now resulted in you living a life with a lot of purpose, meaning you've created the Life Changer Program, which has donated almost a million dollars. Did you hit a million dollars yet to date?
1: Yeah, a million twenty five thousand. Oh, my God, that's so awesome.
0: And all you do is you take a portion (laughs) of every single real estate sale. And you give it to local charities. That's incredible. And as a result, yeah. Good Housekeeping presented you with the 2016 Awesome Women Award. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. And you were nominated <laughs> by the Los Angeles Business Journal for th- uh, Philanthropist of the Year in 2016. I mean, everything that yeah. you're doing is what this podcast stands for. And that is you not only <laughs> kick butt, but then you turn around and you yeah. help everybody else kick butt in an area that's their weakness. I love this about you. So why is giving back so important to you?
1: To be honest with you, um, well here, I mean, when I was, when I was 12, I, um, I, (laughs) we had a, where I lived, I was 12 years old and where we lived, we had a home called the Christie school above us Mm -hmm. and it was for troubled kids, basically. I mean, that's what they said, but it was actually a lot of pregnant, um, girls that went there and, and, um they actually kind of would make you give the baby away if you went there. And so my there was this girl that escaped from there and my brother picked her up when I was twelve and he brought her to our house and he left her in my bedroom with me. And she was crying and she was fifteen and she was very pregnant. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I what is happening and what am I doing? And she wanted money from me. And she wanted money to go home, live with her aunt. Because the, her boyfriend wanted to keep the baby, and that's what she wanted to do. And I'm sitting there, 12 years old, not even realizing how people, you know, I'm like, oh, what is? I don't even know what's happening here. So, what ended up happening was we talked, and I, we figured out how much a bus ticket was. We called the bus station, and it was total. I think it was around $60, $62. She needed shoes. She didn't have any shoes. Um, she needed food. She needed. It was like a two-day bus trip. Um, so basically, I wrote her a contract, and I gave her the money. I took a pair of my mom's shoes, actually, and gave them to her, and Travis and I took her to the bus station. And my brother teased me because I gave all my money that I made away to this girl. Well, two years later, I get a letter from her that she had the baby, that I changed her life, and just thanking me. Wow. And when that happened, I remember at that age going, I cannot help people change their lives if I give them a little, you know, if I, if I make a plan, give a little bit of money, I can actually ch- help people and literally change their lives. So that's that's kind of how, when I first, that was the first time I ever gave anything to anybody that was in true need. And then when I started making money, I just was like, that feeling of getting that letter from her was one of the best feelings of my life. And I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to give back to help people to change their life. So
0: That's absolutely uh, incredible. And so that's also led to the Life Change Warrior program you started. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so, that is actually, so we, um, that's actually what we're doing now. So we used to give money to any of our clients' choices, but we were getting a lot of charities like cat charities in Michigan, but there's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that I, I wanted to really purposely help. I wanted to take the tools that I've learned over the years, the life planning, the vision boarding, the living your life on purpose, starting in the life you love, everything that I was able to do because of the MS and all the work that I've done, I'm like, I want to take that in. And give that to people. It's like teach them to fish. I don't want to just be handing money to people where, okay, there you go. But is that really solving the problem? Because let's give them purpose and passion. My my whole thing is is that I personally think that in order to live, you need to have connection. You need to have one of the three in order to live. Connection, purpose, or passion. To live a life fully lit up, the people that are fully lit up have all three of them. The people that are kind of lit up or kind of running around doing okay have two of them. The people that are just basically surviving have one and the people that have none literally don't live. So that's like my, my, my full on belief. And so what I did is I went into um, homeless, you know, I, I do a lot with homes, so I, the natural progression is also the homeless uh, of helping these women, like a lot of the homeless people have connection. That's the one thing they have because they have connection between themselves, but they don't have purpose and passion. So, giving a person, finding, helping them find their purpose, is one of the greatest gifts that you can ever give somebody, because that feeds their soul and that takes them to another level, right? It moves them up and lights them up. So, we started taking the Life Change Warrior program as a five week session, and we just did it with um, homeless pregnant in a homeless pregnant woman's shelter, and we did a five week session, um, three with nine girls. Um, we partner with Santa Monica college and Santa Monica college is putting the girls through college and having a guardian for them, accepting all of them. And we got three of them getting their GEDs and the rest of them are going to Santa Monica college. And it's like, they're inspired. It's it's, it's amazing. It's, you know, taking them through and showing them like we're, we're doing a life force with them and showing them like, this is what you want. It's all inside of them. So just dragging, you know, really getting it out of them, getting it written down, getting the steps to get where they want to be. And then when they accomplish it, they're, they're just shocked. I mean, Three of them already got their GEDs and they have been trying to get their GEDs for three years but they never had a plan to get. Wow. So
0: that's cool. incredible. You know, really I just had, cool. I just had this big aha <laughs> moment too where, you know, earlier we we're talking about people protesting outside your office because they think that you are gentrifying the neighborhood, making it too expensive. And at the same time, because of your success, because of your career, here you are actually helping solve a big piece of the homeless problem. You know, empowering people to like you said, live this life with purpose, and to teach them the fish instead of just throwing money at them. It's one of the most beautiful ironies I think I've, I've ever heard of.
1: <laughs> you know, that's the funny thing: the people that do that, the process—they don't know me, and that's all I all I think to myself. The people that don't know me, it's just you know, all I can do is the work and the good work, and and someday it will all change, you know. And it's yeah. okay. It's yeah. okay because. Some people just have to, to hate, you know, and I didn't do anything to them. Like, it's just, you know, they tick something and they go, that's it, you know, and yeah. that's sad for them, actually. Actually, it's very sad for them. And I actually feel kind of kind of sad. I actually feel sad for them so to have be that small, you know.
0: Well, what, sad, a, bu- what a beautiful that program that this has yeah. turned into. Is there is there a place we can find the Thanks. Life Change Warrior program online somewhere you can direct all the listeners?
1: Um, yeah, LifeChangeWarrior.com. We're just we just are working on it. We just had our. It's funny because I think as an entrepreneur, there's a little bit of fear if something doesn't work, mm-hmm, right? Yep. So Otherwise. i i we just finished our first with the with the girls, and it was a hundred percent successful. So we're just starting our, our our what we're doing with it. We're actually doing it with homeless women. We're also doing it, offering it because I work with two coaches that uh, coach alongside of me doing it. We're actually doing it with women. I find there's so many women that I meet that, um, you know, that gave up their career to raise their family, which is honestly the most amazing thing because I tried to do that and I couldn't do that. So I take my hat off to stay at home moms. I think that is the most difficult job that there could ever be, to be honest. And they're not really thanked a lot for that. And I think that's just such a, you know, it's such a beautiful thing. So we're taking the life change warrior program for women actually that want to get back into the career path and, and like kind of helping them navigate how to do that. And it's all within them, but to getting it out and getting a plan together and getting a strategy so that they feel like they can do it. So we're doing it with the homeless, but we're also doing it with just just women in general.
0: That is absolutely incredible. I love that stuff.
1: Now, LifeChangeWarrior.com
0: LifeChangeWarrior.com Okay, everybody go mm-hmm. check that out um, <laughs> Let's kind of continue this conversation that we're having about success and giving And obviously you work with and and you sell to Many of the most affluent families and, and even celebrities in our west side LA area here And oftentimes mm-hmm. you hear people vilify the rich And it's one of the the perceptions that we're trying to fight against with this podcast So tell me is there a correlation, or have you seen a correlation between success and giving?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. yes, yeah. I absolutely. I think that if you're if you're successful and you're not giving, I mean that I maybe five percent of the people that I know that are successful are not giving, and to be honest with you, they're not really people I'm with. You know, I think that when you become, you're so thankful and you're so grateful and you do want to figure out what's the best thing to do for people and how you can give and how you can use your skills and what you've learned to do so. Um, you know, I, I think that, I just think it's important. And I, I, I do feel that entrepreneurs generally, they get there. They understand that for sure. Entrepreneurs are successful people for sure.
0: I love that. You you said yeah. maybe 5%. Of the people, you know, that are very wealthy are, are not big givers. That means let's flip that around. Ninety-five percent of the people who have made it are big givers, whether they were givers from day one or, or they became givers. Who cares which order it was in? That's incredible. That's a lot of giving power there.
1: Yeah, I mean, they definitely. You know, I think that I think that people feel it feels good to give back. It, it feeds your soul. You know, I mean. It, money is not everything at, at all. As a matter of fact, I'd rather be connected and leaving these women the Life Change Warrior Program. Every time I leave the, leave the house with them, I cry out of happiness. Like money can't buy you that feeling, period.
0: I absolutely agree. I love that. So do you think we have a responsibility to give back more as we achieve more?
1: I do. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Um,
1: I think that, but I, I also think that you know, I think it's interesting because I think that, for me, I was just giving um, just money, like boom, 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 boom. And and it wasn't really, like, to me, I didn't really see the difference it was making. Now it's like giving money is, money is great. I am really glad that I started this program where I'm giving money, but I'm also giving a part of what I've learned. Because I think that if the really smart, successful people actually gave some time and, like, taught these people how to fish, like, brought them in and whatever their – I think that could be very, very powerful.
0: Yeah. And and that's something that anybody can give. Like we don't have to wait until we're massively successful to share our skill sets. Do we? No,
1: no, I mean, no, not at all. And I I actually kind of laughed because when I started, when I wasn't successful, I was still doing the 10%, like at the very beginning. Right. So I laughed because people were like, well, I didn't have any money. And I, and I, I was like, well, if I could be a philanthropist, that's what I would be. But I just can't be that. I used, you're not like, oh, I am, right? So that was always part of the thing. I think you can always give in interest- making not a lot. It feels it, it. I'm telling you, you give and you get. And so, I mean, I I think that that's one of the things to my success is because I was like that and I did give. I think that it's like somebody else is watching out for you, going, this is a good person we're going you know, to make sure she does well.
0: Yeah, good karma, <laughs> good karma.
1: Yeah, it is good karma. <laughs> I love
0: it. So on this podcast, we aim to inspire others to give back more as they become more successful and to even be proud of their giving. And sometimes this is a really uncomfortable thing, to be pr- proud out loud of your giving. And so mm-hmm. we kind of exercise this muscle a little bit, and we, we make it fun by doing a little segment that I call Two Minutes of Bragging. And we ask you... What one of your favorite moments of giving has ever been? So, Tammy, what's one of your favorite moments of giving?
1: Honestly, this life change warrior. Seeing these girls that when we walked in the room, I thought they were going to beat us up. Like, they wouldn't even say, they, I introduced myself and they would not tell me their names. They would not, I literally tell me their names. And cut two, five weeks later, they're crying and hugging us and loving us and saying, you've changed my life. I can't thank you enough. Nobody, nobody believed in me and nobody saw me and you guys saw me.
0: That literally I mean, gives to me, me chills. That's like,
1: yeah, it's amazing. It's like the most, I, I mean, I I was born to, do, like, it's funny because I, I was born to do this program. Like, I I am on this earth to do this program with people. This is, I mean, I am a real estate agent. I have a real estate company. That is my platform that's allowed me to do this. And the homeless, it obviously ties in with homes. I mean, it's funny because every five houses I sell, we support one of these girls. So all of my clients inadvertently are also a part of this program because they're the ones that are allowing us to do it, right? So selling their homes allows me to do the work that I'm doing and helping these girls. That's... So it's like everyone, everyone's involved. It, even if they don't think they're involved, they are. And, they, and the clients love that. They're like, wow. I'm like yeah, you're helping. Like we're all helping. So that so cool. Is so cool. And that, you, so and, that's and you tell your favorite. clients about it,
0: like during the transaction, you say, "Hey, oh, look yeah. what you did."
1: Yeah. I mean, we, this program because we just finished the first one, and I was scared. I was afraid because I think you know fear is always a little bit there, regardless of how successful you are. If you don't have fear, like you're doing something wrong. Like you need to have a little bit of fear. So I was a little bit worried to say too much until I knew it would work, and so now we're completely rolling it out because it works. It works
0: Oh. I love it. I love it
1: so. So that's my most proud. I mean, I've you know, I think that when you know when I, we got to a million dollars of giving back, I was like, that's very cool. Um, and you know what else I do is I bring my kids in with with the work. So the, at the pregnant shelter, there's um, eight, three of them have babies. So my girls babysit, and I love that too. That I'm bringing like they're seeing the whole everything. So that that's another thing about raising them. It's like they're part of this. We're all part of
0: this. So. That's, yeah. What a remarkable, uh, not only example, but ripple effect that this is having on our yeah. entire community. I love it. <laughs> so I know you already said we can find you at the LifeChangeWarriorProgram.com. Is there anywhere else that people mm-hmm. can find you? Because they are going to want to check out what you're doing, how they can utilize your services, you name it.
1: Yeah. HaltonPardee.com. H-A-L-T-O-N-P-A-R-D-E-E.com is my real estate website. Um, and just, you know, you can Google me Tammy party and you'll find me for sure. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm everywhere. Anywhere you need us, we're there. (laughs) (laughs) Love
0: it. So here's the very last signature question. I ask everyone this question and I get so many interesting responses. It's pretty cool. And that is why should people be unapologetic about their pursuit of success or wealth?
1: Because we need to own our own power. And as women, we give our power away and we need to own it. Uh, we are completely powerful, beautiful beings. And we need to we talked about this, receive. <laughs> receive and feel good about it. So yeah, owning our power.
0: I love that. What a great, powerful answer. <laughs> I freaking love it. Tammy, I can't thank you enough for hanging out with us here for, you know, about forty minutes. You just gave so many good nuggets and and so much knowledge to kind of unlock all of the aspiring entrepreneurs out there or even entrepreneurs that are already being successful you're going to take them to the next level with all your answers I'm just so grateful for it
1: thank you so much Chris I really really appreciate it have a wonderful day
0: thank you you too thanks for listening and if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous please pass them on to me